Welcome to Submerge, the podcast. I'm your host, Leia Leone. Join me as I sit down with kinky people from kinky communities and share kinky stories. We will submerge ourselves into BDSM culture, covering trends, experiences, education, and more. We'll talk with every side of the slash, from newcomers to leaders to everyone in between. Follow us on Instagram at sub.mergelife for updates and info. Now strap yourself in or strap someone else in and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Submerged Podcast with Leia Leone. And I'm here joined by Master Tricks. I had the honor of attending their class at Beyond Vanilla this past weekend. And we're all still recovering, but... I got to learn all about pokey stabby, sharp things to hurt people with or to be hurt with or both if you're into that. So uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to get a chance to talk about everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know we're all still recovering. My my drop didn't really hit until about four or five days later when I thought, oh, I'm not even going to drop. And then I like, I like melted into my bed and couldn't get up. So are you, are you the same way? Are you kind of still recovering from it? Um, so my drop, my, well, the worst part of my drop hit on Tuesday, which which worked out really well because that was my off day at work. Ooh, nice. I just remember waking up on Tuesday morning, taking a drink of water and then not remembering anything until the sun was going down on Tuesday night. <laughs> nice. And I was like, oh, well, this is, it, I, I remember what this is. It's been a while, but I remember what this is. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had a drop that hard in a long time. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, you did a lot at Beyond Vanilla. Uh, I can't believe how much you did. Can you let the listeners know every plate that you were carrying and twisting and turning? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so I was the social media manager for Beyond Vanilla 2022, Beyond Vanilla 31. Yeah. Um, so I was in charge of keeping up with their Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, FetLife, everything else. Um, so I did that and then the boy and I decided to run for the title that they host, the Texas power exchange title Mm kind of last minute. And then also um, I taught two classes, one of which you attended. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other one was a really intense mental class. That was, I got a lot of really good feedback. People were like, we need more classes like this. So yeah, it was hard to talk about the nitty gritty and then go into interviews and be like, yeah, we're great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. You go below the surface and then you're like, look at me, I'm going to present myself in the best light. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So you still have some recovering to do, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. And, and I feel like that's kind of how I run my year is I get maybe two or three months in between each event where I'm like, I'm recovering still. And then I hit another event and I'm like, I didn't recover from the last event. So we're just going to pile it on. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Just keep it going. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, can we start, uh, can we start off by, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and then, um, 
tell everybody how you identify, what your pronouns are, and how long you knew you've been kinky for. Okay. Um, so I'm Trix. Uh, I've been in this lifestyle or thing that we do for about 16 years now. And uh, let me see, how long have I known I was kinky? Well, I started tying my stuffed animals up when I was like nine. Yes. Um, <laughs> so awesome. always, I've always known I was kinky. Um, it just, I wasn't ready to embrace it until I was a little older. Sure. And uh, my pronouns are they, them, uh, mm-hmm. a few people. Uh, and and let me go ahead and, and preface this with there are a few people who I still allow to use she and they interchangeably. Um, so if you do hear someone saying that to me at some point in our relationship as co-kingsters, um, please don't feel offended. I, I had somebody get really upset at Beyond Vanilla because someone called me she and I was like, no, this person is the exception. Oh, wow. For reasons that I don't really want to explain to you, but this person is the exception. Sure. So, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I run a group here in Shreveport, Louisiana. A uh, little slice of, oh my God, is it going to snow or rain or are we going to melt today? <laughs> <laughs> um, so right now we're waking up and putting jackets on for the day. And by the time two o'clock rolls around, we are melting. Yes. I feel it's, that. it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I love it so much. Um, but I run, I run the only active uh, kink group here. It's called Lotus. It's an acronym for Lanyap of teaching and understanding sadomasochism. Mm. Mm. Um, and we focus on bringing in teachers from all over the place to kind of teach what we wouldn't normally have to our advantage. Um, and then I also produce an event um, that comes around in January called Vision, and it is sort of the same as my group, just bigger. Um, I okay. bring in, you know, six or eight presenters for uh, a full day of intensive, and then at the end of the day, we can play, or you can go home, or you can, you know, experience what you've learned, or you know, whatever the case is. It's a, it, I, I created it because I wanted a place where um, John can sit next to Sally, even though John is a covered master in the leather community and Sally is three days into her kink journey mm. and they're equal on the playing field. Sure, sure. And there's not a lot of places so, like that, not a lot of events like that, that you find regularly. That is very true. And, you know, I, I, Hate to quote um, a child's movie, but see a need, fill a need. Mm. I don't remember what that's from, but that just kind of stuck out to me. It was a kid's movie. I remember that. Yeah. I Um, like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, at some point, I I kept going to events, and and after I got covered um, at an event, people were like, oh, you know, I can't really, I feel like I can't approach you. I feel like I can't talk to you. I'm like... Please, by all means, do not let this at all make you think you can't approach me. Yeah. Um, we actually had a little uh, a little young lady who sat in our positive reinforcement class um, approach us as soon as we got off stage from the contest 
and told us that that class changed her entire day. Um, so either way, I know I didn't walk away with a title, but I walk, I walked away a winner this last weekend. Yeah. I like that. It's got to feel good knowing that you've impacted somebody like that. Yeah. It's, it, it's my goal with every class that I teach. If, if one person has a small change, then I win. Yeah. I, I, it was a good class. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your capping that happened last year at Beyond Vanilla, if I'm correct? <laughs> he might have to chime in on this. Um, <laughs> so, yes, it happened last year at Beyond Vanilla. Um, mm -hmm. I actually did not take on a bunch of plates last year. I only taught um, two classes last year. And uh, have you ever seen... A dog walk around a park without its owner. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And it kind of like it's looking for its owner. You can tell it's looking for its owner. Right, right, right. Okay. So I will never, ever let my boys ever think that they own me. Ever. However, <laughs> it was very, it was very similar the way I walked around Beyond Vanilla last year to a dog that was lost in a park looking for an owner. <laughs> Um, I'm so used to always having them just at my reach. Hey, go get this. Hey, go do this. Hey, can you grab this for this person? Yeah. And then last year I saw them maybe 30 minutes because the whole time my mentor and they are like hustled off into a room plotting mm. against me. Oh, <laughs> and then, um, socks pulled me out of the burlesque show at the very end I was invested in the contest last year. Like I was like, oh, I'm just, just going to win. I'm so excited. I love this. Like I, I, I love a good show. Yeah. Um, so I was invested in it. I got really upset because he's like, I need to talk to you outside. Um, it's pretty important. And I'm like, you can't wait 10 minutes while I see who wins. <laughs> <sighs> so he, he gets me and then walks me all the way around the pool. I know you were there, so you know how far that walk is. Yeah. And I'm like, I know that I am missing them announcing the winner at this point. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so he walks me all the way around the pool to the smoking area. And uh, my mentor's standing there, and I'm like, great, I'm in trouble. Oh. My mind did not even remotely go to a cover. It didn't go to any kind of earning anything. I was like, I'm in fucking trouble. <laughs> what did I do? Oh, boy. And then she started talking and people that had been just people that I I have spent time with and invested time with had so much to say about me. It was it was super honoring and humbling at the same time mm. um, because I didn't realize that some of the people that had things to say were even watching. Oh, yeah, that's got to be powerful. Yeah. It it was very intense. And then people that I've like idolized their leather journey, not really idolized, but like I've looked up to their leather journey because they've done something impressive. Like they've created events or they've, you know, written books. They wrote things about me and, and mm. my mentor had printed out copies of these and put them in a notebook for me. Oh, that's so cool. And I was like, I didn't even know they knew I existed. But now I know that I'm on a level with them that 
is a lot more comforting to me. Yeah. Um, but also one of the things that happened after I received my cover was there is a gentleman who attends these events and vends at them who was one of the first leather people I met in Shreveport. Well, he's one of them. Um, he told me at one point that he didn't think there was ever a chance that I would be covered. Oof. And uh, my mentor didn't know that at the time. And she told me, she goes, you're going to wear your cover to breakfast, right? And I'm like, yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I suppose I will be wearing this to breakfast with, I suppose I cannot wear my pajamas to breakfast with this either. Because um, <laughs> every day prior to that, I'd like worn basketball shorts to breakfast and then went upstairs and got dressed. Right. Because, you know, it's it's con life. You're you're exhausted until yep. you had coffee. Yep. <laughs> so I step off the elevator and he's the first person that I meet on the ground level wearing this cover. Oh, my gosh. Um, so like the whole the whole receiving it and then having it and then wearing it and then having that moment of affirmation. I was like, you know what? I do deserve this. Yeah. I've invested my time. I've, I've, I've given as much as I can to the community. I do deserve this and I will always work my hardest to earn it every single day. And I, and I still do, um, has been really hard on us this year, but I, I still strive to hold that, uh, hold that level of boundary for myself. That's awesome. That is really awesome. I love that. Uh, you so that that story is amazing about the capping and and having friends and you know mentors and leaders who you saw in the community that you looked up to say those things about you. Um, you had another huge moment this year though, while running and and teaching and supporting and volunteering for Beyond Vanilla. Uh, there was a little, uh, not even little, I'm not even going to say little, there was a huge moment between you and your submissive. Do you want to uh, tell the listeners what happened this year at Beyond Vanilla? Do you want to tell the listeners what happened this year? Uh, but I'm going to drive my bus. Beep, beep. I've had enough of that. Fine, white. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, like I said, I, I have had an eternity caller kind of in the wings for him for a while. Mm -hmm. And I I decided to give it to him on Friday morning. Uh, we were sitting by the pool and we were surrounded by, you know, our local people here. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, friends we had made in the community from far away. Like um, Mark Athens is one of my friends. I love him to death. Him and his girls are amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were there and a couple of other people were there. Uh, Beast and Echo were there and they, they're good friends of mine that I've developed over the years. And, uh, <laughs> I told him, I was like, I have a question for you and it, it's, it's important. And he's like, okay, great. I've got an answer for you, which is uh, the level of sarcasm. Um, <laughs> I asked him, I was like, I, I want to know if you are willing to spend forever with me 
And I also want to know if you are willing for this to be your last answer as a entirely free person that will make their own choices, you know, for the rest of their life. Um, essentially, I'm asking you for your submission, your your slavery to me. Mm. And um, yeah, he he accepted and cried a little. Oh, that is so cool. That is he, so cool. Um, I've known him for as long as I've been kinky. Well, almost as long as I've been kinky. Um, I've known him for about 15 years. Okay. Okay. Um, we dated when I was 15. Oh, I was 16. You were 15. Something like that. Mm. Um, wait, I mean, no, I was 18 because that's when legal age is. Um, <laughs> yes. I was always 18 in kink. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we dated then and we separated ways because uh, we both needed a lot of growing space. Mm. And then about four years ago, he came back to me. We developed a somewhat vanilla relationship for a while. And then when I felt like I could trust him again, um, I introduced him to the wild. (laughs) (laughs) Um, His first ever event that he went to was a dungeon that they hosted in Dallas. And it was like a a no-holds-barred type dungeon. It wasn't bad but it was you know a dungeon i threw him into the deep end he said nice so we we went there because a friend of mine had asked me if i would sew their legs together um and i was like yeah absolutely as one does you know i will always (laughs) i'm always at your service um so I brought him, and I thought that he was just going to, because he's a shy guy, I thought he was just going to sit down and, and hang out on on the tarp where we were and, and just be there in the moment. Nope, he goes walking. Oh. And in this dungeon, there are people, like, being, from his, from his words, flayed alive with a scalpel. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a, a you know, a... Somebody had a train going on or something like that. And I was like, uh, maybe, maybe I should have waited before I threw him in the deep end. But nah. you're here now. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I say get so it what's over next? With. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. And then the next thing after that that he went to was vision, the very first vision that we hosted, um, which was fun. We had 78. People show up mm-hmm. and we hosted it in an Airbnb because I was like, it's going to be small. There's not going to be a lot of people. Two, two bedroom, one bath. Oh my gosh. Airbnb. No. It was a three bedroom, it was a three bedroom two bath Airbnb. Oh okay. my goodness. With an open, it had like an open dining kitchen, living room floor plan. So it wasn't like super bad. Right. But it was one of those moments that you're like, yep, I am definitely at a kink event right now. Because all you could smell was like sweat and sex. (laughs) That's awesome. And there there wasn't even sex being had. It was just people were there and they were horny. Yeah. Yeah, all what the pheromones is. and all that yep. jazz. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. 
So you're, you talked a little bit about uh, Vision, the event at mm-hmm. your class. Um, mm-hmm. Can you elaborate on, on like what, uh, when it is, how people can find out about it and what, um, what like the benefits are of, of coming to that event? Yeah, sure. Um, well, first I talked about it in my class cause I was running out of questions to ask you guys oh. <laughs> for, for you to remember yeah. so that I could give you treats. Yes. Yes. The um, treats were amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm a firm believer that you don't teach a class empty handed. Yes. Um, there should always be something that someone can take away. Like in the forced positive reinforcement class, I gave away stickers. Oh, perfect. Um, so Vision is an event that we host. It comes around in January. It's the second Saturday in January. It's a one-day event. We tried two days last year. We tried a meet and greet on the night before, and it just it was a lot. So we do it as a one-day intensive. You come in at 9 o'clock in the morning with your coffee and you pick up a donut and you find a classroom and you sit down. (laughs) And then we go through the day. We feed you lunch. Um, By 5.36 o'clock, we're convening for the day. Uh, We do a closing ceremony. You're released into the wild to go find food. And then at 7, we reopen or 7.30, we reopen the dungeon until 2. Nice. Um, it is in Shreveport, Louisiana. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, FetLife. Uh, Facebook, we're Vision Instagram. I believe it's Vision BDSM event. And then for Instagram, uh, for FetLife, it's Vision event. And then we have a website that is visionlotuslotus.org. Okay. And that's where we keep you up to date on what classes are happening and what who's going to be presenting and give you a little information on them. Um, this year, we are going to have a in-house auction. Um, we had one last year. It went really well. Nice. And we donate a percentage of that auction. We donated last year to Point of Pride, uh, which is a company that gives binders to uh, trans young people who are not able to obtain them on their own. Love that. And then this year we are going to donate a percentage of our intake to LGBTQ bar, okay. um, which is a legal source for our community. Oh, awesome. Very awesome. That is super cool. I'm going to have to check that one out because if it's just one day. And um, we, we keep it, you know, we keep it priced to where people can afford it. And even if they can't, we encourage them to contact us because we have scholarships and sponsorships and all kinds of things. And I'm always taking volunteers. Um, and then because of that, because of it being one day, we also encourage everyone to source out a place to stay for the night. Um, yeah. Airbnb, there, there are... 10 to 15 hotels and Airbnbs within 15 minutes of the location. So, Oh, perfect. Um, I don't want anyone to be able to not afford a place because mm. I know the hotels can run into costs. So we always encourage people to like room share if you want or yeah. Airbnb and like get five of you and get a big Airbnb and, you know, have a party when you're not partying with us. Yeah, definitely. Um, in the past, uh, we've had vision for three years. This will be our fourth year. We are uh, going to be finding the fourth within ourselves. 
Um, I'm I'm a sucker for a good cheesy line. So yes, I love it. We consider it a hybrid type um, event because it's not just leather or just kink. It's everything. Um, this year we'll have a teacher that's teaching a consent class, which is applicable to your entire life, not just yeah, not just kink. Um, so. Yeah, uh, and then we pull a lot of teachers out of Dallas and, and Oklahoma, and um, I think I'll, I actually I think we only have Dallas and Oklahoma this year, but we pull them out of essentially the the South Central states. Okay. We encourage those teachers because you know they're our they're our home space. That's our that's our little area. So we got to take care of our people. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And you said the first one had 78 people. How many do you expect for this year? So the first one had 78 people. The second one was online only because of COVID. Uh, yeah. And we had 30 people attended, okay. which was interesting on a Zoom. Yeah. I can't even imagine having like 120. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then last year we had, I think our total was 56 was the total for the day. In person. Yeah, we had 56 people that attended last year. Um, this year I've told my team that my goal is double that. Nice. Um, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I understand yeah. we're, we're aiming, we're aiming for a good solid 75 to hundred people this year. Nice. Nice. So. Very cool. Very fun. Pew, pew, pew. Today's episode is sponsored by the wonderful folks over at Dyadict Rope. Dyadict Rope has great products over on their page. Visit dyadictrope.com to find a beautiful assortment of colored rope, handcrafted metal suspension rings, and low temperature wax for play. And they even have blacklight reactive colors that are super fun to get creative with. The best part, if you head over to dyadicrope.com now and enter the coupon code SUBMERGE at checkout, you can save 15% on your next order. Head over to dyadicrope.com, D-Y-E-A-D-D-I-C-T-R-O-P-E.com. Be sure to use that coupon code SUBMERGE at checkout, and you're going to save yourself 15% on some pretty amazing products. Pew, pew, pew. I would like to know a little bit more about the uh, the Lotus class. Is that one of the classes that you teach while you're at Vision or? Um, no, actually, I don't teach at Vision. Okay. Um, that is. That's like you produce it, right? Yeah. I, I pr- gotcha. I produce it. Um, that is one of the things that I set forward when I first started Vision as I was like, I don't ever want to teach at it. Gotcha. I'm not there to be a teacher. Um, I'm there to be a student. I'm there to learn. Yeah. And then it will never host a contest because it's not about that. Gotcha. I want people to come there and be able to relax and be like, you know, this is my seat at the table. I'm going to eat my sandwich and we're going to learn a lot today. Yeah. That's the that's the only goal I have is, is that someone walks away learning something. Um, Lotus is actually a munch group that we lead that I lead with my partners and another individual here locally where we get together once a month and we bring in a teacher from either from the local community or if it's something like, like here locally, we don't have a lot of rope teachers. So I reach, so I'll reach out to someone either in the Dallas or Austin area and be like, Hey, would you want to make a weekend road trip over here? to teach a rope class. Nice. So, 
Uh, and then, you know, we, we host them and love on them a good bit. Um, but it essentially, it's you come in, I invite people into my home. These are people that we've met and we've vetted. We invite you into our home. We have dinner together. And then you learn something. Um, our last class was a mindfuckery class. Ooh. It was super fantastic. Um, <laughs> so the person who taught it uh, deems themselves a capital B brat. Okay. Okay. Um, and I love, I love her to death. She also deems herself a sadist, sadistic, sadistic, I can't say that word. It's a sadistic assistant. Oh, together. sadistic assistant. <laughs> sadistic. Sadistic. Yes. Okay. Um, I, that's a new one for me. Okay. She, she deems herself that and she feeds into a lot of my scenes. Okay. A lot of them. Gotcha. Like the whole, like the whole sharp and pointy one that you saw. Mm-hmm. She had her fingers in that too. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, she was like, you should get weird stuff. And I'm like, what's weird stuff? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> Just find weird things around your house that are kind of sharp and pointy. And I'm like, okay, yes. I'll find sharp pointy things around the house. Yes. Like finger picks for guitars. Mm-hmm. Or cake icing spreaders yes. or... Um, my personal favorite, uh, somebody's run pin from his vest. Yes. Yeah. That one was great. That one was great. So, so funny story about the run pin. Mm-hmm. Um, that was given to him last vision because he was a demo bottom for the person who, uh, has those run pins. Okay. And I was like, that seems really perfect for me to stick that into your back and then send him pictures of it. Yes. <laughs> That was awesome. It 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 worked out really well. I kind of wish that he had laid on the floor so that I could stomp it into his back, but I felt like he probably would have told me no. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, I got to tell you too. I used the uh, the finger picks in a scene that night, and the response from my bottom was a very good. So thank you for those as my takeaway. <laughs> you're you're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. Um. That was that was my whole thing. Is I was like, what, what can I find that is sharp or kind of sharp or might cause an owie? Yeah. Um, and and I grew up, like I said, I grew up in a I grew up in a bluegrass band. We knew what finger picks were. Right. Um, I just had to find some metal ones, which was really hard. Yeah, because usually they are plastic, find. right? Yeah. Yeah, because I yeah. have I have never found the metal ones, um, and probably not looking hard enough. But I I play a little bit, and I've never I've never found any metal ones. They've always mm-hmm. been plastic. So I found those at a local store called the Band House. Oh, okay. um, the cashier is a friend of my dad's, and I was like, I need a bunch of banjo picks, and he's like, How many? And I was like, I don't know, like thirty. <laughs> He's like, how many banjos are you playing? I'm like, all of them. All of them. <laughs> the answer don't, is hella. Hella banjos. <laughs> don't ask me questions you don't want the answer to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, he ordered me a package of them. Text me a couple days later. He's like, I've got a package of picks for you. That's great. So, there we go. That's so great. That is so great. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's really cool. Okay, so you've got a munch that goes on and then you've got the event that goes on 
what else what else are you doing in either your local community or wherever maybe travel into Dallas or Oklahoma wherever um do you do you teach other events do you volunteer anywhere else or what 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 you got what you got on your calendar so my house is always looking for the chance to teach or volunteer um we are uh, we have applied to be volunteers at South Plains oh cool um, we're going to see what Tomo decides there. Um, I applied to teach at South Plains, but like so many other people, I got declined. Mm. It's, it, you know, it's no sweat because I understand that they had like over a hundred presenters. That's what apply. I've heard. Yeah. That it, there were so many. Yeah. I talked to, I talked to Tomo at BV and I was like, how, you know, how much eight? and Tomo's like, um, we went through, I think, 108 applications with over 400 classes. And I was like, oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it's an opportunity, you know, with the name where with the hand change for South Plains, things are going a little different. And I'm excited as hell to see what they come up with this year. Like, it's going to be it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then we, we teach uh, at some of the local, well, they're not local. We teach at some of the East Texas groups um, because, you know, it's just two hours away and or so. Um, and then I teach at Beyond Vanilla, or I, taught, I have, have taught the last two years at Beyond Vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year we're also applying to teach at Gwen, which is group with no name in Austin. Okay. Okay. Um, maybe Oklahoma Kink Fest or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Very I go cool. where the wind blows me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I I've got a question for you because I'm reading through your bio when I when I got to know you from your class and then I stalked you on FET because that's who I am. Um, <laughs> so I'm reading through your bio and one of the things that popped out to me that is very, it's, it's still sort of new to me, but I still want to like dabble in it and kind of learn more about it is I saw that you, you really like cell popping. Can you tell people, cause I don't know, I don't know if we probably have listeners that don't know what cell popping is. Um, can you explain it a little bit and then maybe share a story of like one of the favorite cell poppings that you've ever did? Um, sure. Awesome. Uh, so so cell popping is a form of microbranding where a certain temperature of heat is applied to the skin to create a blister and then a pop of the skin cell on your body. That's why it's called cell popping. Mm-hmm. It's also called devil's fire and heat branding and things like that. Um, I personally have customized a... Uh, wood burner that I use Ooh. to sell pop. Okay. Um, just because there are not a lot of people who do it, at, both as top and bottom. Okay. Um, and I, when I do have the chance to do it, I tend to be really busy because a lot of people are like, I want to try that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I customized that one. There are other ways to do it, but that's that's the way that I do unless I plan way ahead of time to do it a different way. Um, one of my favorite cell poppings, actually I actually have two that I really love. One is one that I do 
at every, well, I do it at almost every event. Every time I see her, we reopen it, um, which is a piggy nose heart. Oh, um, cute. On uh, a friend of mine's bottom. Uh, she's adorable and she's the best piggy in the world. <laughs> so, so she has a heart that she's designed that has the little snout of the nose of the pig nose in it. Okay. And we'll reopen that at ev- just about every event that we meet up at. Um, I didn't do it at BV because we just, I ran out of spoons. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I switched to knives at some point, and I was like, well, the next person's going to be in bad shape. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. And then, um, and then one of my other favorites that I've done is the self-popping that I actually did on my slave, Socks. Um, he had not asked ever before to do a self-popping, and I've taught it a couple of times. Okay. And then it was last year at Beyond Vanilla. He comes to me while we're in the dungeon. I've done hands-on explanations with several people because I taught the class last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done hands-on with several people at this point. And he's like, I want a dick on my back. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I... I was like, okay, well, you draw a dick, and I will put the dick on your back. Uh, so he draws this super cute little, like, cartoony dick. <laughs> yes. And um, he he is the right skin tone. Like, he he's, he's extra super pasty white okay. underneath his shirt. So if I hit him enough times, you can still kind of see it. Like, it still pops up a little bit if I hit him enough times in the right spot. That's awesome. That is awesome. So cell popping is not, it's not usually permanent, right? I mean, do you know anybody who has had like a permanent scar from a cell popping that they've done once? I do. Um, Well, I know, I know a few people that have either residual or a remainder. Okay. Um, When I first, so I've, I've been in the community for about 16 years. I learned to cell pop about 10 years ago. Okay. Um, I didn't practice regularly for a while because there was nobody here to really do it with Mm. um it's it's still very hard for me to find people here to play with on the level that i play i mean you you saw i was playing in class that was that was me playing yeah because a lot of people are kind of squicked out by like sharp pointy hot objects right right so uh, I taught a class on cell popping here locally for Lotus. Okay. Um, and then I offered to do cell popping for some people. And one of them actually still has hers. Now, at this point in time, she still sees like bits and pieces of it. Okay. Um, which in reality, after one time with as light as I did it, it really should not have stuck, but it did. Wow. Um it really depends on how you care for your skin and how light your skin tone is. Okay. And, you know, your your routines basically are really indicative of how well the cell popping stays. So Gotcha. It it does happen. It does. Um it's not an always thing. In fact, it's less common than you would expect. Right. Um because cell popping is not meant to be permanent. Right. Um, unless you just keep reopening it like I do with Piggy Butt. Yeah, that makes sense. Usually it's gone within like a year or so. Okay. So. 
That's kind of what I was thinking too, because of most people that I know, yeah, it usually either fades very fast or it takes roughly around the year and, and it just kind of, kind of fades away. But, mm-hmm. but if you keep reopening it, that's fun. Does it like, I'm sure it's fun for the bottom as well. Cause it's, it's got to hurt more the second time and the third time and the fourth time, just like that scar tissue build up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, actually that's one of my favorite energy exchanges with, with that person is, is getting the chance to reopen it and it doesn't take long. It's like a 10 to 15 minute thing, but right. it's a really intense 10 to 15 minutes where we get to just absorb each other's energy and space, Yeah, which is really cool. And then she makes the cutest like squeak, giggle, snorts that <laughs> just, mm. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a bottom that makes good noises. That's funny. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, I want to do some lightning round questions with you if you're up for it. Sure. All right. Number one is dogs or cats? Dogs. Okay. Uh, Window or aisle? Window. Mm, Okay. That seems to be a common one. Um, Who was your first celebrity crush? Lindsay Lohan. Really? (laughs) (laughs) It was it was either her or um what's his name? Woody Harrelson. Oh. Gosh, can you imagine a threesome with both of them? That'd be that'd be pretty hot. Uh, that would that would be my dream. <laughs> that is awesome. Um if there is one book to that you could recommend to the kink community, what would it be? Um Queer Magic. Queer Magic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that fiction or nonfiction? Um, it is more of a self-help type book. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, that or, um, so you think you're, I think it's called, so you think you're kinky, um, or someone, heard, yeah. someone you love is kinky. Someone you love is kinky. Okay. Um, that's another really good one that I would suggest. Those are good ones. Okay, cool. I will definitely link those so that everybody can check them out. Okay. Uh, what is your go-to sex position? All of them. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. The yes. The answer to that one is yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. That's great. Uh, okay. If you had to choose one, squats or deadlifts? Ew. Um, squats. Ew is definitely my choice in <laughs> between both of those. <laughs> but second would be squats. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. If you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Oh gosh. Um, I will not cry. Um, so it it would be my sponsor. Okay. Uh, he passed away in December of 2019, right before COVID. Um, he he died from diabetic ketoacidosis. Oh my gosh. That's terrible. Um, yeah. Uh, I am... 13 years clean and that was the hardest month of my life Mm. so definitely him that'd be a good dinner that'd be awesome um okay let's lighten it up a little bit (laughs) tell me what's on your nightstand tricks oh jesus um everything (laughs) uh so i have there's obviously the obligatory water bottle that everyone has. Right. Because, you know, the aliens and water. <laughs> um, I have Sox's old collar. Mm. Um, 
his old play collar that he had. Uh, I have a a bunch of jewelry that I've just collected up and put on my nightstand. Um, let's see. I'm pretty sure there's at least one needle there. Okay. That's helpful. Um, you never know. Because you never know. <laughs> um, oh, and then there is a dinosaur that flashes rainbow colors. Um, my, my best friend gave it to me right before Beyond Vanilla. So it made it to my nightstand and then never moved. That's on, <laughs> like on the wall? Like it flat, like it projects it on the wall or like just flashes it like... No, like it's white when it's turned off, but when you turn it on, it just glows different colors. <sighs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It's the coolest thing. That's definitely nightstand worthy. Right. I, I thought so. <laughs> and nothing and then I think I have medicine and maybe a book. Oh nice. My nightstand's not eventful. The top of my nightstand's not eventful. I do use some of those like craft filing carts as mm. my nightstand though. So I have 10 drawers below the top of my nightstand. Oh, wow. That's a lot of yeah. stuff you can put in there. Those That's, that's a where, lot of needles that you can put in there. That's where all the fun things go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, okay. So last question of lightning round. What is something about you that might surprise some people? I feel like I'm just one big surprise most of the time. I, I really, I really don't know. Um, I am kind of just one big ball of surprise. <laughs> I know something that did surprise me about the whole being in a bluegrass band. <laughs> that um, really shocked me. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, that would probably surprise most people if they learned about me. Um, I grew up in a religious household. My father was a Pentecostal preacher. Okay. Like a United Pentecostal preacher, long skirts, long hair. We didn't have a TV in my house till I was like 10. Oh, dear. And then when we did get a TV, we could only watch G-rated movies. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. Yeah. Super, super religious upbringing. I guess that would probably be the most surprising thing. Most people know that. I'm pretty open about my life yeah. to most people, so... Yeah. Um, that's what, I think that's why I have such a hard time to be like, well, they'd be surprised if I, right. I tell everybody everything. I don't care. That's perfect. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, Trix, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you sharing everything. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was great getting to kind of talk about it. Um, I think that might actually probably help me completely come down from everything. Oh, good. Good. Probably. You're going to go pass probably. out and sleep for three days after this. <laughs> Look, if I could, oh, I would love to sleep for three days. If I could sleep for three days, that'd be great. That's hilarious. Well, thank you again so much. And I hope to uh, see you soon at another event. Uh, if I can make it down in January, I will definitely catch the vision event for sure. Great. Awesome. We look forward to having you. Awesome. Awesome. We'll tell uh, Socks I said hello. And thanks for popping in every now and then to help answer questions. And uh, we will probably talk to you real soon. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to everybody later. Bye-bye. Bye.
All interviews on Submerge are from consenting adults sharing consensual experiences from their life. All opinions expressed in today's episode are those of the individual giving them and should be taken as such. Always do your research before entering into anything potentially dangerous. Vet your partners and always negotiate thoroughly. We record all episodes unscripted. Please reach out if any potential corrections to information you heard today would help our community be safer and more educated. Contact us at leahleonemedia at gmail.com.